0: what's up everybody hope you're doing well apologies for the delay on getting to your twitter questions it's just been a ah, it's just been a bit of a messy week from wednesday onwards i guess um good to get back to flagstaff last night See if still plenty of snow lingering around but the roads were really really good compared to the drive down on thursday morning so that was pretty cool that was one of the things i was worried about was doing that drive back up with all that snow can be pretty stressful um and yeah so it was it was nice to get back we're back at base now um pretty much going to be here it looks like for the next four weeks do a four-week camp um hopefully that's uninterrupted um and then there's a i have an under armor thing photo shoot in austin texas on the 23rd of march and then I'll, I think it finishes on the 26th or the 27th, and then I'll fly back to the UK pretty much immediately after that, rather than going back up the altitude to then leave what might have been like a week later or whatever. So looks like that's the plan. The next four weeks, the last, I think the last two weeks have been around 85 to 90 mile a week. So certainly not, That that's pretty solid. Um... At the end of the day, I think I averaged 91 mile a week or 92 maybe for the Houston build up. So when I say solid, it's actually almost full training for me. But the difference being in the Houston build up, I was doing two hard sessions a week and a pretty solid long run. At the minute, I've only been doing one hard session and the long runs have been solid enough, but nothing like my long runs in the marathon build up. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, look, everything's good. Um, can't complain this morning. We got. To, we didn't even have to drive down. We just went to a place called Lake Mary Road. We were able to do four miles out and back on... It's usually a dirt path, but obviously it's snowy and icy and frozen, so it's no longer a dirt path. It's like a frozen path. But it, it's still fine. It broke it up a little bit, and then we went out and did eight miles on lake mary road four miles out four miles back and we were probably anything from six fifteen right down to like five thirty something for those last eight miles so i i don't think i had anything to do with that um because of all the traveling i was happy just to have a more relaxed sunday but there was a decent group of us and yeah it just got moving a bit so that's completely fine with me um so yeah, that's the plan. Like I told you, the next four weeks, this week, this week, we're just going to treat like week one. Um, so it might only be 80 something miles again. But given the fact that I'm getting physio and um, I'm going to be driving down for that physio session on Friday and there's no rush like the the world champs, which is probably the big goal is in October. So what's the rush? Um yeah, so it's just a matter of getting through the next four or five weeks. If I if I run 85 miles, 95 miles, 100, 105, that's a, that's a great position to be able to just take a bit of a more relaxed week with the photo shoot and the travel home. And, and it puts me in not a bad position. It'll end up being six weeks around 85 to, let's say, 110 um, with, I'm sure I'll do some relatively hard sessions within that but we're still I think going to stick to one hard session a week and then a solid long run so yeah that's that's where we're at let me jump over to twitter and see what sort of questions came in Um, again it, it ask all friday but it's sunday um, but yeah that's just the story of this week guys there's not there's not really a lot I can do about that so I wonder do I let me see I guess I can just search that's what I usually do okay search Hashtag ask, ask skull, Friday. All right, nice. Um, and then I'll go to latest, and that keeps it in a relatively decent order. So I need to go down to, right, I think this is where we left off. Yeah, I, Liam has asked me to look at a thread. Okay, hi, Stephen. What would you recommend having for breakfast before a long run? Question mark. Also, what would you eat during the run? I'm currently having high sugar breakfast bars during the run and a bagel with peanut butter for breakfast. It's disgusting. What would you recommend? So you should just do what I do and just have the smoothie. Um, when I have the smoothie, I actually enjoy it. Um, it's it's tasty. Um, I have pretty much mixed berries with a banana and Reese's cereal, but I feel like when I drink it in smoothie form, it sits on my stomach way better than what it would. During the run, I, I don't really fuel during the runs unless unless I think one or two or three of the long runs in the marathon build up when they're 20 plus miles. I will take some carbohydrate drink on board, which is the more ten, and then some gels, just maybe because it helps a recovery. Basically, if you're slightly better hydrated at the end of the run and slightly less depleted with your glycogen and stuff, then you should hypothetically recover a little bit better. I, for me personally, to run a good marathon, you need to build a consistent 12 to 16 block of training, weeks, sorry. And that needs to be built upon probably 15 good years for like elite professional performance. But at the end of the day, if you're just getting into running, then it needs to be built on as much good time as possible you can do before starting a marathon build up. And so doing the likes of a depleted run, if it ends up you get hurt or you sort of feel fatigued for a week or two, it's just not worth it. Over how good it will be for you if you can build a couple of consistent weeks. Now, that's my personal opinion. I think we're always looking for consistency in our training. I don't think running and marathon training works with the idea of room being built in a day. If one big, long, hard run in a depleted state made you a good marathon runner, well, then we'd all be good marathon runners. But it's more a consistent block of training over probably multiple years, and then you finesse it over a 12 to 16 week period at the end. Okay, Um, answered, but I've lost my place now. Here we go. Connor Diver... Any advice on help with reducing chafing? I swear, I'm sorry for laughing. I sweat a lot on long runs. Usually lube with Vaseline and nipple plasters. Do you find some running gear you sweat more than others? Probably, but just, just remember that some runners sweat more than other runners do. And, and that's, it that is what it is. Uh, it would mean, if this is something that you find happens to you, then be very careful in your, Marathon training and marathon marathons themselves, if you're losing a lot of salt and electrolytes and um I guess sodium and stuff, you have to replace that. Um so I would definitely have a strategy in place to do that whereby you're preloading and then post loading some electrolytes, salt, and things like that. Um I'm sure there probably is gear that will rub and won't rub. Um have you tried like a a tighter compression not necessarily like total compression but just a tighter let's say you could you could sort of like get a like a base layer like long sleeve or, or even vest base layer vest for underneath your running gear and tuck that into your shorts so that it sits nice and tight I would still put some vaseline and plasters on like your nipples and your underneath your armpits and stuff but maybe because this base layer will sit still and there's less rubbing that might help so give that a go um okay jason scott my main focus race is belfast marathon 10 weeks away i've 10 mile race next week i usually run 60 to 65 mile per week should i cut down the mileage to give the 10 mile (sighs) honestly probably not um i'm just trying to look let me see what the guys have said here a 60 minute 10 miler your morale be sky high belfast be a breeze after um what's the race jason theory rule of thumb don't increase by more than 10 percent each week sure it keeps me in trouble all right guys look <coughs> interesting um discussion here of course, the problem with decreasing is you, you can use it in one of two ways. If it's a if it's a important goal to you, well, then decrease. Um, you can probably do that in the last two to three days. Um, assuming the race is Saturday or Sunday, you can use it as part of your long run, but do maybe two to three mile warm up the race and then the extent of your long run after the race. If it's not a goal race, i.e., the only race that matters to you is Belfast. Don't drop your mileage at all. And um, you're just gonna regret doing that. Um I always I always find I think a lot of people drop their volume race, realize that dropping your volume for three or four days in a heavy marathon training block makes no difference really whatsoever. And so you might already be going in pretty tired, even if you do reduce your training. Um, And then you might struggle a little bit and be frustrated because you'll think, oh, I thought if I tapered a few days, I would race really well that's really frustrating and then you're double frustrated because you've kind of like messed up your week and you haven't hit a 60 to 65 mile week and you've also had a pretty shitty race now you might not but it's important to ask yourself what you're willing to cope with at the end of the week if you still run 65 mile and struggle a little bit you'll probably won't be as bothered if you actually run 65 mile and race really well well then you've got a double win if you reduce training race pretty good you've got a victory because you race pretty good but you'll probably still be a bit annoyed that you reduced your training and then if you reduce your training and you don't race very well well then you have like a double negative and you'll start questioning yourself but like i say it's it's pretty tough in a marathon block to be thinking about pbs in the in the races in the build-up unless you have soft pbs okay Next question, Martin Hugh Green, I have suffered with hamstrings since London last year. I'm starting to do some strength work, thanks to yours truly. Do I do max weight reps for four to six or three to 12 more comfortable? I was thinking of twice a week on easy days. Um, let's see, somebody replied to this. Tight hamstrings, I used to suffer with this when running, stretching helped a lot and also sitting posture. Um, all right, just don't go crazy with the strength work. Um, that's my that's what I'm gonna say. Um, I think it's important to do some general strength. I wouldn't go straight into max weight reps, not because I don't think that's based on a lot of the endurance runners, fifteen hundred to ten k, even marathon. They actually are leaning more towards max weight four to six reps rather than the the latter. Both will make you slightly stronger. Um, if you ever if you ever do any research on this, the likes of bodybuilders. Actually do fifteen to twenty reps to really break the muscle down, fatigue it, eat as much as they can and build muscle. It's it's more power you'd be gaining out of the four to six. I would say for the hamstrings, what John Ball told me was yoga and glute bridges. That was it for now. Um which really surprised me, but that's what he said. And if you're gonna pay $375 to go see a man for two hours, I'm gonna do what he's telling me. Um, So I've adapted some yoga, um, and I'm going to do the glute bridges. I would imagine the next time he sees me, if he sees some progress, then there might be a little bit of progress to the gym stuff, like the strength stuff. But um, he also said, you looked at me like a guy that would build muscle quickly. And so we want to be careful with the gym. So it's not one shoe fits all. Um, I, I really got excited about the gym stuff, and I thought it was going to be the best thing ever. And then I kind of looked closer and realized that it was giving me a few problems. Um, so even though I was really excited about it and I was excited about the benefits, I've never had hamstring problems before ever. And I threw the gym work in for the last four or five months and I had hamstring problems at Houston. So sometimes, you know, and it's it's bad because I've, I've literally raved about gym work for the last probably four or five weeks since Houston on the podcast and probably got everybody else really excited about gym work but just be careful see how your body adapts to it Um. I also know a lot of people that don't bother with gym work because the injury risk so it's very careful something you have to be very 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 careful with but I, I do think less is more and I don't. I, th- I think if you keep the mileage is what's gonna shorten the hamstrings and make them tight. So if you can keep your range in the hamstrings and possibly work on the range in your hamstrings via some gym exercises, stretching, yoga, etc., etc. I think sometimes you need the only need to be five to ten percent stronger than what they already are, and that's enough. You don't have to go for fifty percent stronger or hundred percent stronger, etc., etc. Okay. Next question. Sean Ventham, Sean Ventham, Scullion Cross Country, early Ask Skull Friday, interested in what your diet consists of, what your staples, and do you vaguely form, no, I, I've actually just spoke to a nutritionist, so let me let me read a couple of my days to you, um, okay, it starts on Monday, 500ml smoothie, 8am, run 60 minutes, 9am, 9, 9 miles, Finished smoothie after run breakfast at eleven twenty a.m. breakfast sandwich with muffin, bacon, egg, cheese, and tater tots. Oh, I went out for breakfast. Tater tots are like little fried potatoes. Um, I had coffee at 4 p.m. with more smoothie. I had a handful of Haribo Bears, black coffee, and the smoothie had Reese's Puffs, um, mixed berries and yogurt with milk. I ran for 45 minutes, which was six miles. Then I had dinner at 7, me, Hass and Rachel went out for dinner and we had chicken pot pie, fries and the starter was pan fried Brussels sprouts and cornbread and I drank water throughout the day. So that was the first day I had to record for the nutritionist to send her. Oh my goodness, yeah, Tuesday's not much better. I had a smoothie at 8am, at 9am I did 15 miles with 8 miles at 5.15 to 520 on the drive home, Wendy's Burger, Wendy's Chicken Burger with fries and a parade. That's about the only reason I go to Wendy's because they do free parade. I had some Haribo bears when I got home and then I didn't run again because I did 15 miles that morning, but at 6.30 it was Taco Tuesday and I had three beef with salad and chips forward slash salsa and guacamole. So I mean, Monday and Tuesday, I, I don't know if they're good or bad, but Wednesday is an absolute fucking nightmare. Um, I actually write Wednesday forward slash oh dear. I didn't have any breakfast. I traveled for two and a half hours to Phoenix. This was for physio. I ran 10 miles. Then I had lunch in Chipotle, which is like a Mexican burrito place. And I had, but I did have brown rice. So it says I had a Chipotle and a Coke. I had a burrito with a white tortilla, chicken Pinto beans and brown rice. Not too bad. Then it says very aggressive physio session for two hours. Then I had two 500 milliliter sparkling waters and a cliff bar. Then I drove home to Flagstaff. Halfway up the drive, I went to a garage and bought a packet of nacho cheese crisps and I had a smoothie for dinner. Now, that's an absolute disaster of a day. So... To answer your question, I feel like I kind of did answer your question. My diet is massively, massively something that I've got to work on. I'm pretty good with the smoothies in terms of like pre-training and post-training, but the rest of the day is an absolute disaster, unfortunately. So that I, I'm due to have another FaceTime call with a nutritionist tomorrow and hopefully we improve that. Anthony Smith, opinion on the Castor-Semenya case? Um, hard to say. I mean, I everyone's allowed their opinion so I don't I don't really care how this sounds like I think people know to look at Semenya that she clearly creates more testosterone than most female athletes so look I remember Maria Matola. I remember other guys that have similar genes or but it wasn't her fault it's what she was born with and isn't that what we're working with like does it set a bad precedent that you're allowed to manipulate what you were born with whether it's in favor or not in favor of competition. So say, for example, I had high levels of hemoglobin and hematocrit, which I do, not like super high, like possibly Semenya, but I have have pretty high levels in, in, in general terms. Do I have to decrease them? Like, do I have to, again, however, the argument is that it's over other women, but still, it's still a bit unfair. Like you're born with what you're born with. And and I feel like it, like, yeah, she was born with higher testosterone, but I don't know, was she born in a nice country? Was it easy for her? Did she go through a really rough upbringing? You know, everyone's born with what they're born with, and, and I feel like we we use, we use try to deal with it and work with what we got. Um, so, yeah, it seems unfair. I feel, I feel pretty sorry for her, but of course... If I was a female 800 meter runner that had came third to her and maybe one of the other guys that they're talking about having higher testosterone levels, well, then I'd be in a much different position. I'd probably be really fucking pissed off and um, maybe they're the victims. I don't know. It's a bit unfair situation for everybody. That's all I would say. Okay, Emer, do you routinely monitor any metrics relating to how you're handling adapting to train and load objective or subjective ones if yes what do you think are the most valuable to monitor and what do you use to track if any um not really like obviously we we track hamstring extensions to see if the the range in my hamstrings is improving Um, i know the physios at home like to do strength tests but the problem is I I probably only fly to those guys when I've either just raced a marathon or I'm hurt or something along those lines. Um, I don't have the luxury of being able to just jump into the sports institute every four weeks. I did do the physiology testing quite a lot. Um, My only problem with physiology testing, you need a combination of new school and old school. New school is like physiology testing, heart rates, all this new GPS technology, etc, etc, all this stuff, Right. But if you rely too heavily on that, the old school, in my opinion, would have went out and done a ten mile tempo, like known how they felt and if they felt better or they were slightly quicker on their loop than they usually are. They they that'd be a good marker for them in terms of being being fit and being ready to race. Then they would go give it a go. The new school will be quicker on their ten mile tempo. They'll feel better, but their heart rate will be slightly higher than previous. And they'll probably have a fucking panic attack and think that there's something going wrong when actually that was a really fucking good day. You've just done your 10 mile tempo quicker than usual and you felt really good doing it. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's a hard battle. I, I think I've got a good mix. Like I, I definitely use heart rate. I definitely use GPS. Uh, but I also like the day of London Marathon, my heart rate was five to 10 beats higher than it should be. And that was mile four or five. And then I just thought, fuck technology and fuck science. Let's just finish this off and see how it goes. Sometimes you have to just throw it out the window, but I'm not saying it's not a good thing. I think it really is. Um, but you, you can't let it control you. That's a, that's a very important fact. All right. I have two Ask All Friday questions. All right, man. Chill out. Just kidding. Okay. Um, best way of dropping body fat weight when training for a marathon. Discipline. It's, it's really simple. Be disciplined. Like... Cut your diet down a little bit, swap out some carbohydrates for vegetables and other nutritious things. And if you do that one one night or two nights a week and you notice that you're still handling your training pretty good, then you're golden. If you start to struggle in your training, put the carbs back in. Just discipline. I feel like the the only people that ask how to lose weight and stuff just struggle with discipline and binge eat and all the rest of it. And and then they're like, Is there this is there a secret? You know, what do you do? Train more and, and work on discipline. You can always train more. You can always, I just listened to a podcast about Can't Hurt Me, David Goggins, and he loses a hundred pounds in three months. He swims two mile a day, he runs six mile a day, and he cycles on a stationary bike for two hours. You know what I mean? Like it can be done. It, it just, it just isn't easy, but there's no magic formula. It's just hard work second question you touched on strength in previous podcasts feeling tired etc Jim, interrupting training please can you provide an example of your revised strength i haven't had a revised the physio just told me to do glute bridges that was it so that's my revised strength training for the next week or two until things feel a bit better um okay brian english why do you think irish marathon times are slower than the 80s when we had multiple people sub 212 such as tracy jerry kiernan and dick hooper um I, I think you answered yourself there like at the minute we have multiple sub 216 marathon runners and it's like everybody just copies each other um so maybe that's one of the problems maybe maybe it's going to take one of us to go and run 213 and give the other people a kick up the ass um I don't know um maybe maybe more of our runners are focusing on track um maybe maybe that's one of the issues um I, I I think it's I think it comes down to hard work like I think you have to work hard. I think you have to take an athlete that is we have hard working athletes, but like we I know for a fact we've guys that run 120, 130 mile a week. They're hard working athletes. I run 90 to 100, but what you need is you need both. You need a combination of a guy who can run twenty eight thirty on the track and probably anything from 1330 to 1345 for 5k. And you need that guy to be a hard worker and go run 120 mile a week. But, and the guys that are running 120 to 130 mile a week, but can't break 14.10 or 14.15 for 5K. Well, maybe they've got to run 150, 160. How do you think the Japanese get there? They just train really fucking hard, fact. Um. So yeah, it's, it's tough to know. I, I think the people you named there were really, really hard workers. That's it. There's no there's no surprise these guys just weren't afraid to get out there and work really really hard and 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 they deserve a lot of respect for that um so good on them maybe we've got a bit soft um maybe we're too afraid to get out of our comfort zone maybe if you showed up to a long run on a Sunday and somebody started pushing it from the start you'd probably call them a wanker and a dickhead but maybe that's what needs to happen uh maybe we're just too soft and too easily insulted and maybe we just need to work harder if like how many times is the probably the likes of Jerry and other guys sort of slagged off the marathon runners and said they need to work harder and and all the rest of it and then we all jumped to the defense including myself whereas I remember Jerry commenting on my Europe I, I didn't hear it I just was told you know Jerry Kiernan said something like I was rambling in my post-race interview when I I talked about like the heat and I talked about like the groin problems and he said I should have just prepared it like somewhere hot and he was right you know it pissed me off like you know I, I don't like people to call it how it is but that's probably why I piss people off too because I call it how it is and he calls it how he sees it and and I think he's I think he's right and others are right in saying that the guys just need to work harder including myself need to up the training and figure out ways to do that so watch this space I, I think I think in the next year or two we could see that progressing I I, I know i I am gonna say for a fact that in the next, what are we at? In the next twelve months, I'll break probably two thirteen for a marathon. So watch this space. Okay, hi Stephen. You have mentioned you played rugby before. How would you compare the mindset of competing in an individual sport to a team sport? First of all, running is pretty fucking boring, and going to meets is pretty boring, and everybody's super intense and rugby is the opposite one of my first games a guy jumped on the bus with a vapor and a uh, chicken chow mein and a spring roll <laughs> I'll never forget that day I had a I had a recovery drink and a look sport in my bag and he had just gone to the service station and got a chicken chow and a spring roll and was vaping the whole bus out um but then rugby didn't suit me because I I actually like the recovery drink and the look and I'm boring so um yeah, different level. I, I didn't get the experience rugby at the top level. I wish I did, but I still think there's a lot of booze and goes on even at the top levels. There's a massive social aspect of rugby and it's something I couldn't really handle. If I'm perfectly honest, I was so used to running and individual and being by myself and isolating myself. But I got frustrated. Um, I don't like when you're dependent on teammates. I kind of like just if I fuck it up, then it's on me. Um, if I have a good day it was all me if I well I'm the support network that was really selfish of me but you know what I mean like it's still just you when the gun goes it's just you Um, and nobody can help you they've helped you in the build-up and they've helped you probably on race day but when the gun goes it's just you and I like that I love that so yeah just just a bit of a difference Um, but there's definitely funness if I think if squad started like doing like the Irish national cross countries and traveling as a team and yeah, there definitely could be a different vibe, but I don't know. There's still a lot of seriousness, you know what I mean? Um, it's hard to have banter and have crack when there's a lot of serious people on the bus too. Um, all right, David Murray, thoughts on having an Olympic trial race like they do in the US? Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, the US probably have 15 guys that could compete with the best in Ireland right now. So um, they're, at a, they're at a bit of an advantage there. And then they have further depth behind that however when the whole bollocks went down in the previous olympics whereby you had people that were slower and had lost to an irish person in a recent marathon their most recent marathon and then not selected for the olympics well yeah that was fucking nonsense but it is what it is like i'm not i'm but i'm not i i'm not about to call out selectors or call out who was Eligible then to go to the Olympics, but put it this way if I was the guy that didn't get selected and I'd beaten somebody that was selected in our most recent marathon and had a faster personal best than them. I would have been. I would have went fucking mental. You know, I would have went absolutely apeshit. So maybe it's a really good thing. Um, maybe that's what what might be needed for future. Maybe that would be really beneficial in future. Um, I would have no problem with that whatsoever because as of right now, I'm the fastest marathon runner on the track. Um, probably from every distance from fifteen hundred to, um. Well, even half marathon right now. So that would be great for me. Um, I'd be all about that. And I'm the fastest marathon runner. So yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd enjoy that. Um, but <sighs> trials are tough when you're given a date. It's just like the European champs. It's a lot easier. Say, for example, um, Mick Lohesse wants to run a fast time. And he wants to go to Seville, but he has a bit of a cold And so he doesn't go to Seville and he finds a marathon in three more weeks time and he goes and runs 2.13. That's easy to do when there's multiple marathons across the year. When you're given a date and a trial and a championship, there's no fucking about. You've got to be ready on that day, no matter what happens. Whether it's raining, whether it's windy, whether you're sick whether you've been injured you just got to go get it done so it definitely adds an element of surprise to it um okay only a couple more questions to go any experience or advice on cartilage tear recovery Stephen? unfortunately not um sorry i can't help you what i would suggest is um do the exact same tweet but hashtag um uk run chat and see where that gets you okay ak72 you mentioned the possibility of pacing not london marathon What if you pace Miklahesi to 2.13? Miklahesi, I don't think, can run 2.13 at London. Um, If Miklahesi's fastest times, 2.14.55 at Seville, um, which is probably half the undulations that London has. Um, Every London I've done, I've ran start to finish by myself. Um, That's another thing you have to take into account at London. It can be very lonely. You have a lot of guys attacking 2.07, 2.09, 2.10, Ain't nobody wants to run 2.14 or 2.13 at London. I, I can tell you that for a fact. Nobody wants to go near that time. They don't read it. Um, it'd be a tough day for him. I would never have paced 2.13 for obvious reasons. Um, not because I don't want to see Mick do well. I would absolutely love to see McClahessie do well. And after every marathon that he's ever ran, I've, I've said congratulations. And there's been no sarcasm or hint of botheredness in my congratulations i love to see him do well This is a guy who struggled a bit like me went off the reels a little bit and then came back to the sport and just works fucking hard um and so he deserves every result that he gets do I want to play a role in helping somebody knock me off the top spot? And if I was pacing Miklahesi to 2.13, I'd have to finish. <laughs> I'd have to just keep going <laughs> just in case. I'd have to keep going until he falls off to 14.30 pace and then I'd let him go. Um, that's quite interesting. All right. Hi, Stephen. Wonder if you have any thoughts on Yuki. Um, Kawachi, completes multiple marathons every year at a high level. Do you think this could be a strategy that works for you and others? Is the man a bit of a unicorn? Um, nah, look, the way we train nowadays, it better prepares you for marathon running. Apart from Houston, when I done fucking gym work and you'd think I'd be stronger than ever. Um, Houston's the only marathon that I've struggled the day or two after. All my other marathons, I've ran at least fifty to sixty mile the week after, um, because I do things like twenty five mile long runs at pretty close to marathon pace. It's it's not new to me race day. Race day is just the exact same. When you when you taper, when a gun goes and you have a blocked off road, it's easy to run five to ten seconds faster than you have been doing in training, um maybe we're better prepared nowadays i know the japanese don't fuck around in training i know that they're willing to go and do 40k hard runs so probably marathon day is just another day to yuki it's just another sunday um he probably just has to go 3k longer than he usually does and 10 to 15 seconds a mile faster i don't know but actually the, the, the pounding and stuff that that does to you isn't much more than what you've probably already been experiencing. So it comes down to preparation. Um, he doesn't smash them all. We might think he does, but actually a lot of them are pretty comfortable for a guy like him. I think Yuki on a good day could run 2.8. So it'd be like me running 2.20 every couple of weeks or 2.18. I remember Alan Story telling me that he thought I could run 2.20 for a marathon three days in a row. And that was just based on what he had seen me do in training. He said, I don't know what that means. And he says, I don't know if that means that you can go and run the time you want to run, 2.13 or 2.14, because it doesn't mean that. But he just told me, I I think you'd have a pretty good shot at doing that if you actually ran 2.20, 2.20, 2.20. So that's really interesting. But all right, guys, look, um, appreciate the questions as always. Um, Sorry that it's Sunday, not Friday, but... um, I'm now going to get out of the Epsom bath and go watch some of the US champs. Peace out.